run away from is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello and good afternoon. How is everybody feeling? Happy Monday, more or less. We've got a full week ahead. We've got two hours to kill today on the Workday Red Zone. We've got a whole lot going on that we're going to tell you about. A little bit of a change of scenery today. So we'll give you the full scoop on where we're at and what we've got going on. But let's do that thing we normally do at the beginning of the show where we go through the intro and we tell you all the details. Again, this is the Workday Red Zone. Thank you for tuning in with us on the Ticket Radio Network. We're all over your radio dial and also online at 953theticket.com. Of course, you can take us with you on the go by downloading the EAB Media app. And uh, that's really easy to do. Just get that on your phone, search for that ticket logo, and you'll be able to listen live wherever you are at. If you want to shout at us today, open phones are going to be a little bit of a moving target on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. But, of course, that number is 870-930-3776. And in the meantime... You can shout at us on social media, facebook.com slash the ticket radio. One place to find us on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie is another. Just use the hashtag WDRZ. I've got some special guests with me that I'm just about to introduce, but I'm Kara Richie. Also do want to say a quick hello to Will Oswalt, who is back with us at the studio. I'm at least 99% sure. Will, quick doing all right? Quick hello, yes. Okay, all right. So all good. <laughs> Normally, at the beginning of the show, of course, what we would do is we would we would throw out some headlines. We would throw out our KavanaughCars.com question, but we're going to table that for just a few moments because we're actually on site today at the Judd Hill Farmers Market, and what is taking place is the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day, and uh, this has been a great event. They got started a couple of hours ago honoring our local police, firefighters, and EMTs. are going to be out here cooking until 2.00. And uh, we've got a whole lot to talk about as we welcome in Serve Pro owner Carrie Park to the program, as well as marketing coordinator of Serve Pro, LaBrittany Bledsoe. Let's make sure we got all the microphones on. <laughs> welcome into the program. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, good. We can hear everybody. So that's always a good start when you're on location. That's the first hurdle to get through. And so far, we're, we're good. We're batting a 1,000. Uh, what a what a cool idea for an event. Obviously, we all recognize the historical significance of today, September 11th. But to put something together to honor the men and women in, in our area that are our first responders is is awesome of you all. Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about you know why initially you were you, you so wanted to get on board with an event like this? Yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate that. Thank you for being here. Um, today is special. Uh, it's special across the country, uh, and we recognize that uh, on this day of 9-11 uh, remembrance. Um, you know, Surpro as a whole, uh, number one, this isn't about our company. Sure. Uh, we realize that happens, but it's not about us. Um, and we recognize that so much goes on across the country, but we wanted to do our part here in our own local community to support our own first responders um, and, and I think we've done that today, um, and uh, we've had a lot of a lot of success with people coming out, um, and uh, we had some great speakers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really, really good day. 
Again, it was 11 o'clock is when you all started, uh, and that was with with an event where where you gave out some awards, you honored some people that were in attendance. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that unfolded? Yeah, we wanted to make this day special, and uh, we approached, uh, uh, first of all, let me give credit to my sales team, uh, LaBrittany, as well as uh, Mickey Feltz and David Ellison. Um, but we wanted our... The, our local uh, first responders to recognize someone within their departments. Uh, we're very blessed today to have, uh, you know, the mayor and Judge Day and and the police chief, uh, fire chief, sheriff, and then representatives from uh, Emerson and Medic One. And we just wanted them to give out a heroic award today sure. for someone in their department uh, who has went above and beyond. Well, Brittany, yes. it sounds like you did a lot of legwork maybe behind the scenes, kind of getting something like this together. As you started to, to reach out and put out feelers in the community to these different organizations, you know, what, what was the response? I got great feedback, especially from Rotary, um, volunteers who wanted to have an impact in this as well. And we, we really appreciate that. We really appreciate everyone that came to help, all of our sponsors. It looks like it's been a great turnout. Got to got to go ahead and say it. Red Wolf Mark is here, so you know it's a party. That's, that's how that's how you know it's an event, <laughs> which which also means that 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 does mean that there is a community meal aspect of this. That's, that's <laughs> so true, well. and we're glad he's here. Welcome him to come eat. Now, again, it's not just feeding the first responders, which is certainly something that's going on today, but the community come out, can come out and take part in this. Absolutely, we want the community to come out. Uh, we're here to two o'clock. Uh, we have plenty of food. Um, come mingle with first responders. Uh, thank them for their service. Uh, that's the most important thing about today. I do want to back up uh, for just a moment and touch back on, on that ceremony again. You said there were some, some great speeches and some great awards. Can you can you elaborate a little bit on, on, on who was honored and, and how they were honored today? Well, I'm not going to say I can remember all of the sure. recipients, but uh, um, but they gave out five awards, I believe. Yes. Um, and... Um, I know one medic one honored their team who uh, they sent down to Hurricane Idalia. Okay. Um, and then the others had a single individual. Um, I know one uh, for the city police was uh, a dare officer. Um, and um, uh, I, I don't remember the other names, but there were several honored and uh, um, speeches given by their uh, departments sure. uh, for those reasons. Talking with Carrie Park and LaBrittany Bledsoe of ServPro. Well, Brittany, I'm curious, when you talk to these different organizations about handing out honors, did, did you give them ideas, or did they come up with their own way to, to honor their own staff? Um, they came up with their own ways, but we also um, gave information on how they could as well and how, sure. they, how they could be involved and make an impact and thank our first responders. So it was a little bit of a group effort, a yes, little bit absolutely. of work on your end, a little bit of work on their end as well. Yes. Yeah, we, we knew the names but of the sure. recipients, but we certainly didn't know the story behind it. Right. And that made it even sp- more special today. I would I would imagine there were some great stories. Uh, again, with the historical significance of today and then also just with, with so many hardworking men and women are in our community as well. Yes. Looking at uh, what has unfolded today. Uh, I know uh, you mentioned Mayor Harold Copenhaver was was out here. Did did he get started? Was was he your MC? Uh, yeah, he spoke. Um, of course, I let it off, and then we had uh, invocation by Don Blackmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Highland Drive Baptist Church uh, presented a national anthem. Nice. Um, and then uh, you know Dwight Tosh was unable to be here due to special session, and uh, so we were able to mix in the uh, Jonesboro firefighters 
um, who played uh, the drums and bagpipes for us. Nice. Uh, did America the Beautiful and Amazing Grace, so that was really nice. That's always that always gives yeah. me chills yeah. when yeah. I hear that. It's such a it's such a special moment, a special sound. Yeah. It's amazing that they were out as well. Is this you know it's this is is tabbed as the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. Typically, when you've got an inaugural event, that means you want more in the future. Yeah, we certainly plan to keep this up. Uh, this is our first time. Um, for SERPRO in particular on a national level, um, there's been so much that's done with first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, first Responder Children's Foundation uh, was started after 9-11. Uh, 800 children lost a first responder parent. Gosh. Um, so SERPRO on a national level uh, plays a big role in that foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then secondly, fitting for your program, uh, the NCAA First Responders Bowl. Uh, yes. In Texas, yes. so uh, we're the title sponsor for that. Uh, uh, and I mentioned that here this morning. Uh, I know it's hard; it's right after Christmas, but there are free ticket options uh, for first responders who choose to attend that game. Now, if there's a first responder that that would like to go to that, do they reach out to the, the national office of Surf Pro? Can they reach out to you? How would somebody be able to to get tickets for that if they wanted to go to that event? Yeah, they're more than welcome to call us, but uh, it's it's really easy if they'll just go to firstresponderbowl.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can uh, read all about it. I was on there uh, a couple of days ago. Not all information is there yet. Uh, it says it's forthcoming, uh, but there will be details there. There's actually a hot link for first responders uh, that will talk about how they can get their tickets. Now, I know with this event, you know, the, the, the primary purpose is to honor the, the first responders, but I, I want to talk about you and, and your partners in crime for just a moment because, of course, there's so many people here feeding these, these groups. Who helped you out today to, to put on this event? Well, as I mentioned before, um, I'm just thankful they let me have a part in it. Uh, but my sales department came up with this idea, mm-hmm. uh, led by Mickey Phelps, uh, LaBrittany Bledsoe, uh, and David Ellison. Um, did a remarkable job. Um, you know, David and uh, um, and uh, Mickey were, you know, uh, out running and collecting and uh, talking to sponsors. LaBrittany's doing that behind the scenes and taking care of all of our online presence and, and getting thanks to the media. and um, But we had a ton of sponsors, and uh, if you've got a minute, I'll just read those. Absolutely. Um, uh, the um, Alexander's Machine Shop, Ashley Lighting, Bliss Cupcake, Chick-fil-A, Empower, Flowers Baking Company, Gateway Sight and Sound, Gibson Sign Mart, Gigi's Cupcakes, Guthrie's, Highland Drive Baptist Church, Judd Hill Farmer's Market, where we are today, K-Fine, Mr.'s Trophy and Engraving, Munchies, Nothing Bunt Cakes, Pepsi and Frito-Lay, Rotary Club of Jonesboro, Sam's Club, Watson Ice, West Baxter, and United Palm Brokers. Uh, we couldn't have made this event yeah. possible without all that help. Well, Brittany, I would imagine just like when you reached out to the to the organizations that you're honoring today, I would I would anticipate, or I would guess that just, just like when you reached out to the sponsors, people were just as quick to say, yes, we would love to be a part of this. Yes, yes. It was very... Um, exciting to get those yeses as mm-hmm. well, to know that they were ready to serve their community and show their appreciation to our first responders. Again, the the ceremony took place at 11, but going to be out here today until 2 o'clock. Yeah, we've got food until 2. We'll be here. Uh, come anytime. Uh, we would really like to see more first responders. Uh, sure. We realize some couldn't be here this morning due to their job, or maybe they were off today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invite them out to participate and have a meal today. Who you got on? 
David Ellison did most of the cooking along okay. with some of our surf pro personnel. But, <laughs> but David was here early and got the grill going and got it hot. and So he did a really good job. Well, I plan on getting a burger before I get out of here. I've already treated myself to a couple cupcakes, maybe one or two more in the future. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's going to be a, a fun day out here. Thank you so much for the time to tell us about this event today. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Again, Carrie Park and LaBrittany Bledsoe of ServPro uh, here today for the inaugural First Responder Hero Day. Uh, I, I'm not sure what exactly the, the slate is going to be like today on the show. We do anticipate having some more guests to talk to as we go along, but we're about to we're just about to start grabbing people in the audience. So uh, Red Wolf Mark is out here. That's your warning. <laughs> Budra <laughs> Stephen right beside me. <laughs> so... Uh, Maybe, maybe not on that one, but uh, but uh, we'll uh, we got a lot more to get to. We're also going to talk some football with you today. If we have an open segment when we come back, we'll throw out that KavanaughCars.com question and, of course, get up to speed on the weekend. So that's what's on the way. Hope you keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, we've been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Whether you're in the market for an equipment loan, real estate financing, or funds to support operating expenses, our agri-lending experts can help. We work with farmers daily to find the best financing products and competitive rates. Our longstanding relationships and knowledge of the ag industry ensure we can offer the most personalized service available. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is truly our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Planning and Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Planning and Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Planning and Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Planning and Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers, America's original chicken finger restaurant, is now open in Jonesboro. Come find out for yourself what the craze is all about. From the sauce to the chicken and fingers. Guthrie's is the rage. Fried golden brown, you'll know it's the best from the first taste. But don't take my word for it. Try it out right now on Caraway, right in front of Kroger. Open Sunday through Thursday from 10.30 to 10 and Friday and Saturday 10.30 to 11. Call 206-8215 to order out or inquire about catering. Guthrie's will make your event the best. Hey, John G. for George Kell Motors in Newport. It's important to know people you can trust. Sure, there's a lot of places you can buy a vehicle, but there's just a few hometown dealerships left with honest local people that will be there for you when you need them the most. George Kell Motors is one of those dealerships. We've been helping our neighbors drive dependable vehicles and save money year after year. We're hardworking folks helping hardworking folks. George Kell Motors off Highway 67, exit 85 in Newport. George Kell Motors and GMC, we are professional grade. Are you ready to satisfy your cravings with a taste fit for the king? Well, look no further than Presley's Drive-In, baby. That's right. Everyone's favorite spot on G Street is back. Now serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Monday through Friday and breakfast and lunch on Saturday. Hungry for some rockin' flavors? Head on over to Presley's drive-in and indulge in our mouth-watering burgers, your favorite breakfast specials, and daily plate lunches. Get ready to rock your taste buds at Presley's Drive-In on G Street. Presley's Drive-In, where the flavor 
is fit for a king. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best of the best six years in a row. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome you back in to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie with you here. A little bit of a change of scenery today. I am out at the Judd Hill Farmer's Market. That is at 3350 Aggie Road. You can see it as you're driving by on Red Wolf Boulevard across from the stadium. And uh, we're here for the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day, of course, Today on September 11th, we're honoring our local police firefighters and EMTs. A big thank you to Carrie Park and LaBrittany Bledsoe of joining me in the previous segment to get to today's program started. And do want to reiterate, this is this is an open community event. Of course, if you are a first responder, uh, even if you're off work today, come on by. They would love to feed you. Uh, they've got some delicious-looking burgers in there. And, of course, you know me. I went straight to the cupcakes. So that was that was my number one priority, and I was able to knock that out first thing. And so uh, a lot of great, delicious snacks here, and, and they'll feed you. And, of course, uh, if you are a member of the community, just come by and say thank you to our first responders and, and grab yourself a plate. Hanging out with Bud Tropel, by the way. He's been, he's been keeping me company. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is helping guests wrangle, and I, I certainly appreciate that. Hey, uh, all right, so I don't want to say we're stalling today because we're not. We had something important to talk about in the first segment, but clearly – we need to talk a little bit of football, and we need to talk about what happened over the weekend for Arkansas State football and Memphis. Before we get any deeper into the program, I do want to throw out a KavanaughCars.com question. And today, I would like to get your good, your bad, and your ugly from Arkansas State's 37-3 to loss to the Memphis Tigers. Uh Look, I know a lot of answers are going to focus on the last two parts of this sentence, and I absolutely understand why. This is a low point. 
right now for Arkansas State football. And I, I don't mean over the past few years. I mean, we're, we're kind of getting into some historical <laughs> lows. It's, it's not fun. Uh, to start a season getting outscored by the opposition 110-3. to And that is where the Red Wolves are at right now. A-State, of course, 0-2 on the season, still looking for their very first touchdown of 2023. And, and there's a lot of you that are, are disgruntled, and I absolutely 100% understand why I am disgruntled myself. Uh, there's uh, a lot to take away from this one, both in terms of just what we saw in the field Saturday night and then, of course, how it pertains to this season moving forward but before we dive into the 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 takeaways we will at least recap it for some of you that might have turned it off at the half Uh, of course this one started i thought well enough for the arkansas state defense a couple early three and outs and uh thought that it, it the the red wolves put um the Red Wolves defense put the offense in an advantageous situation, and unfortunately that offense did not capitalize. An early interception by the Tigers of quarterback J.T. Shrout uh, led to the first points of the day. After the Tigers picked it off, uh, they were able to get down the field and uh, capitalize with a field goal. A little bit after that, A-State uh, looked like they were going to put together a, a good drive to answer. We saw a trick play. We saw <laughs> Wyatt Beagle showed that he still has it as uh, he actually was the passer to receiver. J.T. Shroud, and, and that was a big chunk play, and it got Arkansas State in a good position to probably put some points on the board. They were all the way uh, into the red zone, and then, well, there was a fumble. And, man, did that fumble. Uh, just when you go back and, and think about it, does it does it not loom large? Uh, credit to the A-State defense on the next possession. They stepped up uh, once again, tightened things up in the red zone. And Memphis Mill missed a field goal. So, so even after a couple of early A-State turnovers, it was still just a three-to-nothing deficit. But unfortunately, it just really didn't get any better from there. Uh, as the first half continued, Arkansas State consistently struggled to to have sustained drives on offense. Of course, there were just too many turnovers there in the first half. Uh, one of those was a pick six, which just felt like a gut punch. And, uh, and, and then we saw some additional Memphis drives late in the first half when you started to feel like that A-State defense might have been getting a little bit gassed there close to the break. Um, A-State was able to score its first points of the season. Uh, they're right before the half, and kind of a, a frustrating situation there. You, you wonder if there was a little bit more time on the clock if A-State would have been able to get in the end zone, but ultimately uh, they were able to f- score a field goal. It was 24-3 to at the half, and uh, not a lot really got better after that. Uh, the offense saw a quarterback change due to an injury to J.T. Shrout. We saw Daly come in. I do feel like the offense moved okay behind Daly, but ultimately it was the same result. No points on the board there either. Memphis was able to score another touchdown in the third quarter, and then their final points there as time expired on a 17-yard touchdown rush, putting it at a 37-3 to final. The stats on the season right now are, of course, not good. A-State is just one of three teams in the country that has not scored a touchdown at this point in time. And then in terms of points per game, uh, they're right there, if not dead last and close to it. Of course, uh, seven of the points that A-State allowed this year were not on the defense. But, I mean, we're talking kind of – we're getting into some minutiae there. 103 points is, is still a lot, given up through two games, obviously. And there are a lot of things, clearly, that this team 
needs to fix. But we're asking you today for your good, for your bad, and for your ugly. Again, since we are out here at NEA First Responder Hero Day, I'm not sure what the day will be like in terms of the phones. I will tell you right now, it looks like we got we got a, a, a window here, so we will go ahead and open up the Right Fiber Hotline here for a moment at 870-930-3776 as we're asking you for your good, bad, and ugly on the day. But uh, I do feel like we've got things that will absolutely fit in all three categories um i guess i guess the positive the biggest positive from this one is that it does look like maybe the defense will have something to build on uh in terms of a couple of good performances there i I thought the defense was fine um overall in the sense that in the sense that with that defense uh they were repeatedly put in tough situations by the A-State offense and and did their best to hang tough. Yes, of course, you always want to see fewer points allowed uh, than we saw, but again, seven of those points scored by the Tigers were directly due to the Arkansas State offense on the pick six. So we are getting some of your responses on Twitter as well, at Kara underscore Richie, and that's uh, where we welcome you to chime in also. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and, and step aside here for a moment Go ahead and squeeze in an early break just in case we, we end up with somebody wandering around the uh, the concourse. Want to make sure we can we can give them a headset. But if not, uh, phone lines open during the break at 870-930-3776. You're good, you're bad, you're ugly from A-State's loss to Memphis. We'll be back right after this here on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Livestock prices on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. September corn at 470 and a half up two with December corn at 44 up a quarter. September soybeans at 1352 and a half up three with November soybeans at 1368 and a quarter up five and a quarter. September wheat at 558 down nine and a quarter with December wheat at 585 and three quarters down 10. October cotton at 8745 up 304. December cotton at 8827 up 236. November rice at 1583 down 23 and a half with January rice at 1608 down 27. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle at 183.65, up 42.5. With December live cattle at 187.87, up 45. September feeder cattle at 255.67, up 32.5. October feeder cattle at 260.37, up 122.5. October lane hogs at 82.65, up 112.5. With December hogs at 75.12, up 67.5. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying corn and milo direct from local producers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, Pico Foods sends best wishes to you for a successful harvest and reminds you that they're now booking corn and milo. Pico Foods is a fourth-generation family-owned business and now the seventh-largest poultry producer in the U.S. They buy direct from local producers at always competitive prices because Pico believes in supporting their own agricultural community. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Andrew Parker or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Seed labels are a key indicator Indicator to cereal growers about what they can do with seed. The Seed Innovation Protection Alliance reminds cereal grain growers to carefully read and follow seed label guidelines to avoid stepping over the line, either with certified seed, Title V certified seed, or just variety not stated labels. States may be different. Please respect this long-term commitment and report a legally saved and planted seed to 1-844-SEED-TIP. That's 1-844-733-3847. 
Hey farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas, or visit our website at WTEquip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan That's simple human sense. I'm Harold Clark from Clark Property Insurance. For all your insurance needs, go to ClarkINS.net or call 931-7100. Depot Days is celebrating its 25th year in Newport. September 16th, and you're invited for free. Join us as we acknowledge the deep historical musical history of Northeast Arkansas. This year's Depot Days, featuring its most diverse live musical entertainment ever from the contemporary Christian group Crutchfield, the high-energy southern rock of Shotgun Billies, the blues from Mississippi Sounds, plus Kish and Pamela bring their rockin' contemporary country sounds to Depot Days. Also featuring the big damn horns from Little Rock. Headlining the festival will be Chapel Heart, a trio fresh off America's Got Talent and and the 2023 CMA Awards. The music starts at 1, and it's all free. September 16th in downtown Newport. Bring your lawn chairs, coolers, and dance shoes. For more information, visit depotdays.org. Advertisement paid for with State and Ozark Gateway Fund. Visit ozarkgateway.com or call 800-264-0316 for fun places to visit. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Responder Hero Day, the inaugural event. They had a great program earlier where they honor uh, several local uh, policemen, firemen, first responders, medics, EMTs. Uh, so uh, a great day so far. And, hey, guess what? They want to feed you out here at the Judd Hill Farmers Market. Serve Pro has gotten together uh, along with several additional great sponsors, and there are a ton of burgers out here. There's some hot dogs. I'm working my way through all of the different cupcake offerings, so that's going to be my lunch, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But if you're a first responder, please come out. Uh, if you're just a member of the community, come out as well and uh, say thank you to our first responders. I'm going to be out here till 2, and, uh, hey, guess what? So are they. That's what time the event ends. So perfect perfect timing from uh, from our standpoint on the event today. Hey, they've also got uh, the Polar Roller out here from 107 on K-Fine. So uh, maybe if you need a, a sweet treat, then they can help you with that as well. Uh, one of those days where your ice cream is not going to melt uh, before you eat it, which is always nice. It was certainly that way Saturday at Centennial Bank Stadium. Just an absolutely stunningly gorgeous, wonderful night. Uh, the tailgating setup was absolutely amazing. There was a pontoon in the pond with a band on it next to the pavilion. I thought that was great. Was not expecting that. Uh, that certainly set a fun, a fun tune uh, to get things started, but unfortunately uh, the game did not live up to uh, to the party. A-State definitely. I feel like A-State won the party. They won the uniform battle, but they did not win where it counts at all in that game against Memphis on Saturday. 37-3 to was, was the final, as I'm sure you are aware, 
And I am stalling a little bit. I want to know your good, bad, and ugly on that game. That's our KavanaughCars.com question. I guess the positive is, you know, when we when we were recapping Oklahoma with you last week, the segment of positives was two minutes long. <laughs> and that, that might have been because I was talking slow. It was just such a short, short list. The good thing that I, I, I took away from Saturday is I feel like we did see some areas where this team can build specifically on offense, or excuse me, on defense, not on offense. Woo, we'll get to that in a moment. Looking at the defense for Arkansas State, I felt like they, they, they hung tough considering they were time and time again put in really, really difficult situations. You know, there were a, a couple of different times where Memphis started possessions on the A-State side of the field or they started close to midfield, and then you had a defense that had to deal with a short yardage situation and just do their best to try and keep Memphis off the board. Um, I also liked, uh, I guess, the, the feistiness of the defensive line. We saw a lot of tackles for loss. We saw a lot of Memphis runs for no gain early. Now, if you're wondering why, you know, you felt like maybe things were a little bit different in the second half, well, personnel-wise, A-State did not finish that game on the defensive line with, with anywhere close to the personnel they started with. And that was not due to the fact that it was out of hand late. It was due to the fact that there were so many injuries uh, for A-State throughout the course of that game. And we'll talk more injuries here with you in just a moment. But when we look at the defense overall and what they did, I felt like, just looking back at that game, probably about the fewest defensive bust we've seen from the A-State defense in a while. You know, there was that one chunk play of 52 yards that turned into a touchdown. But other than that, it was it was not one of those nights where over and over we saw Memphis get loose and, and make it 20, 30 year, yards down the field before a tackle. Ultimately, Memphis had just six explosive plays on the night. That's the same number that A-State did. So we've heard Butch Jones over and over talk about winning the double positive. And A-State at least helped to prevent a lot of those chunk plays for Memphis. Are there things they could have done better? Absolutely. And uh, we'll have a lot of conversation about that as we go along. But uh, let us uh, – we'll also – Talking about some individual performers there defensively. But let's go to the phones again. Uh, we've got the Right Fiber Hotline open at 870-930-3776. Bootsy is with us on the phone. How are you? Well, I just <laughs> I, uh, my wife and I were, I don't know what we were doing, but we were together, I guess it was just yesterday. And I just started smiling. I, and I might have even chuckled. And she said, what's up? And I said, you know what? I was just thinking, it's just been a few days ago that I was just almost giddy at the thought that football season was starting. I was so happy that football season was starting. And now, after two games, it's almost like I just want the season to hurry up and we can go to basketball. <laughs> I, now, I can't, now, I, I can't I, judge you for that take, yeah. Now, I really don't want the season to be over, but to your question of the day, the good for me was the weather. Couldn't ask for okay. better weather. It was just excellent. In fact, the weather was better than good. Okay. Uh, my bad is just the state of our football team right now. We just we just, uh, just don't have it right now. Yeah. And the ugly is the state of our program, our football program. It's ugly. 
And it's so frustrating that we apparently don't have the funds to do anything about anything. Uh, this is the third year in a row where our offense has been anemic. I don't know a team in the country that would not have made a change offensively uh, given the same circumstances. Sure. And hey, it's just – go ahead. Well, a, a quick note on on the offense. I, I know that uh, there's a lot of frustration with Keith Heckendorf, but I want to be very clear here. He is calling Butch's offense. He was given – a new contract in the off season. The only pe- the only reason people are, are awarded with new contracts is because their boss is pleased with their performance and they're doing what the boss wants. So he is he is calling Butch's offense. Yes, and that leads right into what I was going to say next, and that's why our program is so ugly. We award extensions to people when they haven't even come close to showing that it's merited. And now we. Our, our, our cash strap program, and yet we make it worse by offering extensions and awarding extensions when they're not merited, which makes it even tougher to even think about buying out a contract or any such thing. To me, it's just asinine to take that kind of approach. Because, you know, when you think about it, our coach and his situation, where is he going to go? Yeah. Okay, what, 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 where is he going to go to better himself? Let's just say this was the last year of his contract, okay? Where is he going to go? So we actually have leverage that we aren't attempting to use. It's the most frustrating thing about our program, and that's what makes it so ugly. And it, that, and it just didn't begin. It's been this way for years, and we, we don't learn our lesson. It doesn't matter who's in charge, it seems like. We don't learn our lesson. So uh, I could go on, but I'm going to stop right there, Kara. Well, I'm 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 not going to argue with you. It, it it continues to be baffling how how a contract extension, even just one of, of one year, was awarded after a two win season. And you talk about leverage. What what was Butch Jones' leverage in that situation to say to 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 have a situation like that unfold? It's just incomprehensible, right. Bootsy. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, we we have the leverage because until he gets. Until he does something with the program, where is he going to go to better himself? Nowhere. So I just – it's like we don't want to win as far as the top is concerned. We don't want to win. It's not our goal. We just want to fill the program, apparently. It's just so frustrating. I'm going to write me some letters. Probably won't do any good, but it'll make me feel better. I'm writing some letters to some folks. There you go. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, appreciate the phone call today, Bootsy. He gave us his bad, his good, bad, and ugly. And, again, that's our KavanaughCars.com question today we are asking for yours. We're going to stay here on the Right Fiber Hotline. I believe we've got Mark on hold. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm okay, Kara. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for the phone call. All right. Um, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, the good, I thought, I thought we controlled the defensive line of scrimmage. The, the best our defensive line has looked in a long time. Uh, you know, they, they they couldn't run the ball against our, our our starting, you know, defensive line. Yeah. We, But, again, our offense put them behind the eight ball all day long. And uh, and eventually, you know, they, they wore down. And, and, obviously, there were some injuries. and uh, But I, I, I was really pleased with them. 
so that would be my good. Uh, the bad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the bad to, it, it's all on coaching, but uh, the Oklahoma game, there were very few bright spots. I thought uh-huh. Jamel Bryant was, was a huge bright spot. He, he obviously was athletically gifted. He could make plays. You could see where he could make things happen. And for whatever reason, he was almost not on the field at all Saturday, and there was never a ball thrown his way. I, I think I saw him on the field maybe two snaps, and uh, but there was never a ball his way. And I was like, you're not going to utilize – somebody who was able to, you know, show some flashes against a team that, you know, was obviously really superior to us, but he looked like he belonged on the field the previous right. Saturday. And, uh, and, and to, to not even game plan with him as part of your game plan uh, is inexcusable. Um, the ugly will continue to be our well, comp, a, a, a duo. I'm going to say our play calling because, again, whether it's Butcher, Keith, or whoever – uh, I sit in the stands and call our plays, and I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't game plan. I don't. I don't break down film every week. But but I call our plays from the stands. You know, about 90 percent of the time, and I can only imagine what somebody whose job it is to break down film and and prepare a team. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my really ugly, as far as game plans go, uh, I thought that uh, I thought that Jackson Daly gave us a spark. I thought that uh, the team responded well to him. We get the ball fourth and one. We got a freshman quarterback in there that that's really new to the situation. You don't expect him to check out of plays or whatever, but it's obvious that they've got nine guys in the box on fourth and one. Uh-huh. And for our staff to not call a timeout and change the play or to, you know, to – Whatever you're gonna hand the ball three three yards deep in the backfield and and you get stuffed to, you know not at the line of scrimmage but short of the first down marker when when you've just had a nice drive it's just it's inexcusable it's inexcusable yeah. to drive after drive after drive to to have the you know the straight handoff between the tackles to you know to to set up a second and nine you know in and I thought our running was better. You know, it wasn't always second and nine, but still, predominantly, that was the call we saw. The, you know, behind the chains. You know, setting your team up to be behind the chains. And uh, right. It's you know, I don't want to ever talk about kids or players, but it's obvious that we need to make a change at quarterback. You know, I'm not saying that Jackson Daly's the the solution. But we saw a spark there, and in our our starting quarterback has a track record, and you know it's kind of like that that old definition of insanity, you know, expecting you know a different result by doing the same thing over and over again. He's he's played college football for you know for four years or five years, and and he's got a track record, and and what we saw in the first half was what we've seen his you know previous career in college football. So sure. Uh, Anyway, it, it was very disheartening. Uh, uh, I was I was pleased with what we saw from from Jackson Daly when he came in. Uh, just the effort on the run, you could just see the entire team just you know wanting to play for him. You know, and yeah. and that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing when when the rest of the, the team wants to play for you. And uh, 
You know, I, I called it Applin-esque, you know, because, you know, we haven't seen Ryan Applin since Ryan Applin left, but, but that was the kind of play Ryan Applin would have made. And um, I hope whatever injuries we have, you know, we were able to spend this week and, and get those guys healthy, ready for the conference season. Uh, I hope we see those young guys utilized. I see, you know, Janelle Bryant, you know, Cedric Hawkins, uh, Chauncey Cobb. You know, those guys have lightning speed. And, you know, again, going back to the Oklahoma game, that was the major difference. Just athletically, it was two different, you know, two different teams out there. And mm-hmm. we've got some guys that have that kind of speed and, and that kind of play ba- playmaking ability, and we need to utilize them. We need to utilize them. But anyway, um, hopefully, you know, Saturday's better. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Saturday has to be Saturday, better. <laughs> yeah. Well, this past Saturday really, really – hurt things in a whole lot of ways uh you know we come out there and and perform well against memphis people are are have a tendency to forget the oklahoma game some but to come out and have the performance we had it's going to be hard to get a lot of folks back no argument here mark none none at all with with really anything you said we'll we'll touch on we'll touch on a couple of those topics and and specifically quarterbacks coming up later but but appreciate the phone call today all right have a great day Hey, you too. And we're going to step aside here for a moment. Again, reminder that we're set up today at the Judd Hill Farmer's Market for NEA First Responder Hero Day. We'd love for you to come out with us, have a meal, say hello. Uh, I I got some, I guess, some breaking bad news. I no longer see Red Wolf Mark on the concourse. So, you know, for those of you that were maybe hoping for an impromptu karaoke performance, you might be out of luck today. But we'll uh, somehow, somehow we will, uh, we will persevere. So, <laughs> I hope that's all right. Uh, we need to step aside for one more break here in this noon hour. We'll come back right after this on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, it's official. It's overreaction Monday, and just like every Monday after week one in the NFL, we have plenty of performances to overreact to. The Eagles look slow against the Patriots, barely escaping with a five-point victory. Joe Burrow had just 82 yards passing and a double-digit loss to the Browns. The Rams pummeled the playoff-caliber Seahawks in Seattle, and the Lions beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Every week matters in the NFL. We just can't keep jumping to conclusions after just one game. Go back to last season. You remember Carson Wentz? He lit up the Jags for 300 yards and four touchdowns. He doesn't play in the NFL anymore. The Bears knocked off the NFC championship-bound San Francisco 49ers. They ended the season with the number one overall pick. So take everything in from week one. Enjoy it. But just remember, a lot can change from week one to January. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for Week 1. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day in September. New customers, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code PATRICK, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling 
problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, it's time to lose weight the healthy way with medication-assisted weight loss at Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. See, losing weight doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to spend your entire day eating bars and drinking shakes because Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place that's going to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. Elite Total Health has helped patients lose almost 8,000 pounds and counting. Elite Total Health is medication-assisted weight loss. And by now, you've probably heard of semaglutide. The celebrities and the influencers, they're all talking about it. Semaglutide can lead to dramatic weight loss, and Elite Total Health has semaglutide and multiple other weight loss medication options that will help you lose weight. Call Elite Total Health, 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. Get started today with Elite Total Health and find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. Anywhere, anytime, any season, Poinsett Turf Grass Company grows the very best natural grass you can find anywhere. And they do it right here in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's Tahoma 31 Bermuda, Palisades Zoysia, Northbridge Bermuda, or Tifway 419 Bermuda, Poinsett Turf Grass can provide sod for your home, corporate office, sports field, or an entire golf course. And they harvest all year long. Poinsett Turf Grass, a family-owned company for over 20 years. Call 578-2391 for pickup and delivery. Visit their Facebook page and at PoinsettTurfGrass.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Place with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone as we continue our Monday here from the NEA First Responder Hero Day, the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. So glad this is going to be a regular event or a yearly event, I guess I I should say, and uh, a big hat tip to ServPro as well as so many additional sponsors who put this event together. Uh, They're feeding first responders. They're feeding community members as well. And we're going to be out here today at the Judd Hill Farmer's Market until 2 o'clock. It's another nice day. I know a whole lot of you are out and about Saturday tailgating. Uh, It's a gorgeous day to be outside today as well. We're set up here in the in the uh, original Farmer's Market building, of course, they opened that new building as well just a few weeks back. So a uh, great, great setup here at the Farmer's Market. Uh, we've been asking you today to weigh in on A-State football's 37-3 loss over the weekend against Memphis. Uh, I want to know your good, your bad, and your ugly 
from the game. Several of you, oh, goodness, I haven't checked Twitter in a second. Uh, there's been a lot of responses uh, since the last time I picked up my phone. Uh, as always, you can weigh in with us on the phone. And then, of course, on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, and we'll start going through all of those responses here in just a little bit. Um, I do know, you know, one big story that we're going to continue to talk about as we go along is, is the potential injury impact of Saturday's contest against Memphis. And, and Will, I know you've been looking around uh, and, and checking into Butch Jones' yes. comments today on his Sunbelt media call. Did we get any kind of injury updates the, on some of these players uh, from Saturday? The only one in his brief uh, seven minutes or so on the um, – presser today there was only one player who was asked about and that was right off the bat from Luke Matheson regarding the status of JT Shroud and we have the audio oh right here because uh, during that very first break of the day I happened to find it and listen to it and wrote it down but I'm gonna let Butch Jones tell you himself about JT Stroud as of right now well in terms of JT status uh, right now, I would probably list him as questionable. Uh, he will practice this week, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so he'll be day to day and moving forward. There you go. All right. Thank you, Will. Great. Yes. There. Uh, yeah, we saw, of course, Shrout started the game and ultimately went 12 for 25 on the day with two interceptions. Uh, he also caught a pass while he was in there from Wyatt Eagle. <laughs> Which, uh, again, Beagle still got it. That was fun to see. Uh, yeah, it's great to see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that play worked to perfection. Uh, and then uh, following that, of course, we saw Jackson Daly come in uh, later on in that game after Shrout went down. Uh, Daly, 9 for 15, did not throw an interception, did not throw for a touchdown. Now, I went back, you know, as when the reason Shrout went out, if, if, if you weren't watching, it looked like on a tackle he kind of got taken down by by his ankle uh, and he was also hopping off the field as well. So whether that was whether that's just a, a ankle or lower leg, uh, that's the injury that he's been dealing with. Now, unfortunately, he is far from the only Red Wolf that was injured in that game. And while he was the only one that Butch talked about today, I'm going to be very intrigued to hear Coach Jones' comments tomorrow in his weekly presser because, in addition to that, uh, gosh, we saw. We saw on offense, Shrout uh, unable to finish the game. Elijah Zolikoffer did not come back into the game after he left. He was making his first start at left tackle. Adam Jones started that game. He did not finish the game. Uh, Corey Rucker got shook up late in that game as well on defense. Goodness gracious. Uh, On the defensive line, Ethan Hassler was unable to finish the game. Micah Bland was unable to finish the game. Tank Sujic unable to finish the game. And and unfortunately, I still feel like there's somebody I'm leaving out. Uh, So so far from done in terms of the injury conversation today on the Workday Red Zone. But we'll, uh, we'll table that until the second hour of the program. We will continue to be out here at the Judd Hill Farmers Market for the second hour of the program. And again, they are going to be serving lunch today until two o'clock. I see some fire trucks pulling up. Oh, I think I see the uh, the, the bagpipe. All right. I, I see kilts, so I'm going to assume <laughs> that is that is what that is. But uh, man, I wonder. If, 
I wonder if they could play for us. Probably not. Probably not. They're done working today, so they just need to eat and, and have a good time. We And we need to step away. That's the music. That wraps up the first hour of today's Workday Red Zone. So we're going to step aside. We're going to be back after the break. We'll see if we can round up some more guests to talk to before we get out of here as well. Again, coming at you live from NEA First Responder Hero Day at the Judd Hill Farmer's Market. Come out here, hang out with us. We'll be back right at the top of the hour after this here on the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald, your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. A rough home opener for A-State football on Saturday night with a 37-3 loss to the Memphis Tigers at Centennial Bank Stadium. Jaquez Cross with 149 all-purpose yards for the Red Wolves to lead the way. Dominic Zavada's field goal with four seconds left in the first half, giving the Red Wolves their first points of the season. A-State hosts Stony Brook on Saturday evening in Centennial Bank Stadium. A struggle for Arkansas, but the Razorbacks come away with a 28-6 win at Fayetteville over Kent State on Saturday. KJ Jefferson threw for 136 yards and two touchdowns. They'll host the BYU Cougars on Saturday at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. In baseball, Cincinnati's Hunter Green allowed just an RBI single to Andrew Kisner in the fourth inning as the Reds beat the Cardinals 7-1 in the series finale at Cincinnati yesterday. Cardinals open a three-game series with the Orioles in Baltimore. Pre-game coverage at 440 on 95.9 The Wolf. Four tires in one hour. Guaranteed at plans to tire service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network fall is in the air and that means prices are falling at local tire and wheel this is the time to save on the tires you require and the wheels you desire because all this month everyone gets 10 percent off in stock tires and wheels that's 10 percent off all this month during the fall sales event at local tire and wheel plus members of our military always get 25 percent off so here's the deal stop driving around on tires that you don't trust get four brand new tires today with nine months same as cash payments to fit your budget no Credit check and everyone approved. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you nine months to pay? Local Tire and Wheel is changing the way you buy your tires. Plus, all local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance and our road hazard protection program. And we offer $50 in referral cash back. Fall is in the air and prices are falling at Local Tire and Wheel. All this month, get 10% off all in stock tires and wheels. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, and localtireandwheel.com. Attention, members and guests. This season, make Salsa's Grill your ultimate destination for Mexican food and good times. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Salsa's Grill on Caraway Road brings the sizzle to football season. Join Salsa's Grill for happy hour every day from 3 to 7. And if you're craving authentic Mexican cuisine, Salsa's Grill has mouth-watering dishes that will have your taste buds dancing with delight. Salsa's is open till 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and until 10.30 Friday and Saturday. Salsa's Grill, 2240 South Caraway in Jones. 
Jonesboro. You've been hearing a lot about Medicare as you approach age 65, and Woody Harrelson wants to help you learn about your options and make the decision that's best for you. Call Woody at 870-897-5000. That's 897-5000. Or come by 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today to learn how Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield Medicare plans offer the right peace of mind for your needs and budget. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent of Arkansas Blue Cross. Plans available only to residents of Arkansas. Score big with the fastest internet in town from Right Fiber. Our new 5 gig internet is a game changer. Stream, play, and work online with no penalty flags for buffering, lagging, or slow connection. Right Fiber is your internet MVP, keeping all your devices connected all the time. 5G, 5G, 5G. Get championship level connection for your home with 5 gig internet. Because when it comes to online speed at Right Fiber, we play to win. When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better, too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. We welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie with you here. Again, we are out on scene, whatever works best for you, at the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. And you want to talk about some good timing. The second that we were coming back from break here, who wanders up? The one, the only, Mayor Harold Copenhaver has uh, just rejoined the party. You doing all right today, Mayor Cope? I am, I am. It's great to have all the uh, local events going on today and I'm just uh, honored, honestly, just to be able to see it and participate in it. Again, uh, for those of you just joining us, we're out at the Judd Hill Farmers Market today, the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day, and just uh, today on this September 11th, honoring our local police, our local firefighters, EMTs, and, and additional first responders. Absolutely, and I appreciate Sir Pro and the and the support from the community as well. And I just left the VFW as they always have an annual event, uh, and it's very meaningful for the military is that yeah. because many of them uh, obviously open investigations are still ongoing. Sure. I just found out today that we still. Uh, they just uh, secured two more names that were lost in 9-11. So it's been this many years. Yeah. And so 2,979 now, I believe, is the total count. Wow. Wow. Today with this event, uh, I know they got started at, at about 11 o'clock, had a presentation where they honored uh, some different local responders. How did, how did the, the day unfold? You know, I think it's it's been unfolding for a long time, and, and I, I think it's important that the people of this community recognize, and they do. That's what sets Jonesboro, in my opinion, apart. We appreciate our first responders. Yeah. It's every day they're doing their job. They don't get a, a day down, a day off, um, and it's the commitment. So this just kind of is a culmination of 
coming together and saying thank you and we as a community appreciate you and there were several that were recognized today mm -hmm. for going above and beyond but in my opinion uh, we've got over 300 in the city of Jonesboro that are dedicated to yeah. the safety of this community and, and I support them and this community supports them and so it's it's great acknowledgement of that today. I mean clearly there's there's got to be such cohesiveness between the city of Jonesboro and and our first responders. So it something is. like this and is it's far reaching. Yeah. It's far reaching. And and when we have other things that go on from tornadoes and other communities, guess what? Who do they call? Yeah. They call our first responders in the city of Jonesboro because they don't have resources that we have. And so again, it's about relationships that we have with our other communities in northeast Arkansas and all throughout the Delta and the state of Arkansas. And so we're we're, we're uh, in my opinion, we're the best of the best, but what makes them good are the people and residents of this community because we support them. Unfortunately, in, in the past few years, this has been a busy group when we talk about, I mean, sure, there's things that regularly happen, unfortunately, fires and, and traffic accidents and the day-to-day -day that these first responders have to go through, but unfortunately, we've seen some significant weather events over the past few years that these groups have also had to deal with in our community, in our neighboring communities, and uh, it's just, I would, I would like for the, the next year to maybe be a little bit less eventful. <laughs> you, you and me as well. This last week of weather has been wonderful. We yeah. had great weather this weekend for events that went on in our community. And if we can continue that, I, I pray to him every day to ask him for good weather. But, uh, uh, but again, I think it's uh, the city of Jonesboro leads, and we're prepared for those events. And so, you know, we had wind not too long ago. Yeah. We had other, we had flooding issues that happened. We had straight line winds and and, um, again, so they, they reach out to us, and we're prepared to, uh, uh, and our men and women are prepared as well. Going back to the program earlier this morning, of course, you spoke. You addressed the crowd that was in attendance. Uh, several other of, uh, of Jonesboro's first responders and the leaders of those first responder organizations spoke as well, including, uh, I believe, uh, Jonesboro Police Chief uh, Rick Elliott right. talked for a couple minutes. Give us, give us some good Chief Elliott stories. Oh, stories? Oh, and I don't know if I need to do that on air. <laughs> but uh, I've known Chief for over 30 years, and I think it's I think it's his commitment and leadership, obviously, that uh, uh, continues to show strength in the city and, and the collaborative effort of what this community has. But, uh, you know, when they go uh, in their day-to-day -day activities, it's about communication. And this is where Jonesboro and, and we communicate, I communicate with my staff, I communicate with the leadership because we need to be aware of what's going on. And yeah. more importantly is how can we help them? How can we make their job better? And how can we invest in that? And so we've done that with, uh, we almost, we have almost 700 cameras now in our community, which helps and assist sure. all of our officers, our firemen. They can get to the scene quicker. They can get to a fire much safer and it protects the residents. And then we invested in their salaries. We've invested in court date to where they're not spending as much time and our taxpayer dollars in court and away from their families. Uh, one thing in particular with the police department, uh, those that are on the streets, which is about uh, actively about 100 and a little over 100 uh, throughout the week, um, is they have a five-day on, four-day off. And sure. so now they're able to go home and decompress, yeah. and they can come back uh, and love their job every day they serve on it. So um, we were wearing them out. 
Yeah. And a lot of their job now, uh, as we have been discussing this morning, in between these events, is um, the mental issue of what they have to deal with now sure. to compare to 20 or 30 years ago. And mental issue is such a now becoming more prevalent in our community. And these officers see it with every case that they're going to how to handle the situation. Talking with Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver, kind enough to join us here for a few moments at the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. You know, you talked about some of the recent changes in our community to make this area safer, but I know that, that community safety is always something you're going to continue Priority. to want to ramp up. What What's next on the to-do list to, to continue making us feel great about living in Jonesboro? You know, the, the plan was set, and when I became mayor, real-time crime center, how do we get there, and what does that do? And it's a regional real-time crime center, so we've upgraded our 911. One, we spent $750,000 on that. We provided uh, that same amount of funding for our firefighters. So all that, uh, when it comes to their technology, can be upgraded. So the police department, we've invested multiple ways in the police department and a $2.2 million upgrade in their salary adjustment, which is key. And But now it's time to come together for a real-time crime center. We're leading the state of Arkansas, but we need to have one facility. And in doing so, then we provide services to other cities that don't have the opportunity. They might be able to have the cameras, but they don't have the personnel where we can man that. So it's always about reaching out of the city of Jones, where I believe in the regionalism of, of what we need to do. And I, I got to say that today we honor those that uh, were lost 22 years ago. But in saying all that, to those families and to families in our community that have lost loved ones for one reason or another, it always feels like yesterday yeah. that you've lost that person. So it's important that we remember them, but it's also important we remember those in our community that have gone before us. Again, uh, today out at the NEA First Responder Hero Day with, with Mayor Copenhaver. Uh, just a couple more minutes here because we don't want to – we know you're, you're busy. We don't want to take up too much of your time. But, uh, you know, what other – uh, that's That, again, is a main priority for Jonesboro, continuing to enhance the safety of our community. What are some of the other big items on on the agenda as we continue to move you, Jonesboro forward? You need me on for about four hours. Uh, yeah, okay. I know. I know. I, you might have to hit us with the Cliff's Notes version. I know <laughs> so, that is a loaded and lengthy question. But I'd love to talk about it because I think that's even with our technology – we have over 58 projects that we've started in the last wow. two years. I mean, we're going to be doing something this week that is really going to be fun. It's going to engage. Uh, it might have to do with little four-legged friends, and, and uh, we want to engage the community on that. But more importantly, safety, now we can have our parks, our trails. Yeah. We can in- incorporate them. How do we connect them and put these places together? And, and so we've got to provide that for the newer generation, so to speak, because they come to a community and they want to know what the community has to offer. Right. Then they say, okay, I want to work here and live here. So, again, we have wonderful health care. We have all those type services with the university. Of course, I uh, can't say enough about Arkansas State University and what they mean to our community, but we've got to incorporate our community as one and make it accessible for everybody. Hey, quick note on, on the university and on the weekend, do you – sing the national anthem to get things started at the home opener at we Centennial Bank best. Stadium on we Saturday. No, stop it. You <laughs> you guys sounded great. You always Thank do. You. 17 years. Really? Yes, ma'am. So uh, I've been very fortunate, and it's an honor for me to do that and to step on the field. What are we going to do to fix that that football? we got to get know, a win this weekend. You, you know, I, and 
the young men, they believe in themselves. Yeah. And I, I got to say I was very proud of our community and their support on Saturday from the standpoint that they were out there at tailgate. When they came by the Red Wolf Walk, uh, we believe in them. They're young men. They're 18 years old to 22, and maybe sometimes we expect too much, you know. But uh, I believe in them, and I know they're going to come together. Butch, uh, he's more determined than ever. I see him work. His work ethic is there, and that's why the young men believe in him. And so, you know, I remember not too many years ago we started out 0-4 yeah. and won our last eight games. So I just ask the committee not to, not to uh, always be supportive yeah. and, and don't think otherwise. If you can, if you can put in a word with with whoever you need to put in a word with to make sure we have weather this next Saturday, just like we had this I'm recent Saturday. All right, I'm working on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Mayor, thank you so much As for always. the time today. We really appreciate. It. Good to see you. You too. You too. Thank you. Again, that's Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver, kind enough to join us. Uh, again, I'm sure he's got a, a loaded day, so we certainly appreciate that visit. But I tell you what, hey, let's step aside here for a moment. We're going to come back, and, and we'll work a little bit more football into the conversation right after this here on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Hey, Red Wolves fans, D&D Advertising has the new 2023 football schedules ready and you can pick them up at these fine business locations metal mart number 48 first choice home care renew mental health and wellness Boyle property inspections fence builders incorporated jonesboro grappling associates tag truck center sales service mcnally's asphalt services williams slaughtering and processing green spray foam insulation dnm surveillance j and k lawn and tree trg recycling metal cliffs black iron and tracing gibson's pharmacy custom care land management bumper to bumper auto parts Mercenary Pest Control, Sweet Bouquet Photo Booth and DJ, Saul's Enterprises Incorporated Janitorial, Dement Destruction LLC, and Woolridge Floor Cleaning. Please patronize these fine businesses as they're an asset to the community. D&D Advertising Enterprises is not licensed, affiliated with, or endorsed by any university, sports institution, or program unless specifically stated in writing. No proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We're not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. Go outside and play with Jonesboro Cycle and ATV. Jonesboro Cycle is your go-to for all your power sports needs. Whether it be off-road, on-road, or on the walk, they have you covered. Check out their inventory of four-wheelers, side-by-side, Sides, motorcycles, dirt bikes, cruisers, go-karts, scooters, personal watercrafts, boats, and even boat motors. And because of you and your support, Jonesboro Cycle has grown from a 1,200-square-foot building on Carroll to the 185,000-square-foot motorsports mecca that it is today. With all the brands like Honda, Yamaha, Indian Motorcycle, Kawasaki, Polaris, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Manitow, Havoc Boats, and more. And they're the only store in the state with all those brands under one gigantic roof. And their service department has been upgraded, renovated, and redesigned to give you the service you deserve. The new Jonesboro Cycle is an experience. Jonesboro Cycle and ATV. 11 759 U.S. Highway 63 in Bono or jonesboro-cycle.com. Go outside and play with Jonesboro Cycle and ATV. Did you know that First National Bank has been serving Eastern Arkansas since 1886? For 135 years, we have been meeting the needs of Eastern Arkansas. It's not only that we know your name, those that have worked before us probably knew your great-grandparents' name. Banking definitely looked different then, but it is the same personal service that we pride ourselves in today. And as most banks have changed hands over time, we are still locally owned and operated. Consistency, stability, and community are what we 
are built on. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Hello, everyone. At George Kell Motors, we strive to deliver you excellence at every step of your purchase. That includes offering you an even greater buying selection by joining forces with George Kell Ford, formerly Harris Ford. We're proud to bring Ford to the George Kell Motors family and proud to continue to offer you the customer buying experience you've come to expect. Come visit us just off exit 85 in Newport or online at georgekellford.com. The A-State football team continues its three-game homestand Saturday night, taking on Stony Brook inside the vault. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m., and the game is presented by Coca-Cola. The first 1,000 fans in the gate get a free Centennial Bank 50th season Coke bottle, and will celebrate the 15th anniversary of the Red Bulls mascot with Hal's birthday party. Plus, it's Teacher Appreciation Night as we celebrate area educators. Go to astateredbulls.com slash tickets, and we'll see and hear you Saturday night at 6 with your wolves up for A-State football. Some things in life are just too important to chance. When choosing your cardiology team, consider the only hospital with an A rating in patient safety by LeapFrog. Delivering world-class heart and vascular care and an unmatched safety protocol, NEA Baptist stands above the rest. With a team of the most skilled physicians in the region's largest multi-specialty group, your heart is in capable hands. You have a choice in your heart and vascular care. Choose NEA Baptist, where safety isn't a goal, it's a promise. On paper? It's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Hey, we welcome you back in to the Workday Red Zone. Again, set up at the Judd Hill Farmers Market today for the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. A big thank you to Mayor Harold Copenhaver for joining us in the previous segment. Uh, I can't imagine what an action-packed day he has and just in general uh, what all he's got on the slate, but uh, really excited about uh, what he has done for our community, what he continues to do here in Jonesboro. And, and we, we continued our conversation a little bit during the break. I got to hear a couple things about some fun things that are be going to be coming up for our city and uh, very, very excited. I do want to get back on a football conversation here for a moment. Again, for our KavanaughCars.com question today, we have been asking you for your good, bad, and ugly from Arkansas State's 37-3 loss to Memphis on Saturday. And let's open back up those phone lines. 870-930-3776 is the number to call. Uh, Also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. A lot of you have commented there, and we'll make sure we set aside um, a couple minutes to go into your responses because there are quite a few. We touched earlier on uh, during the show on on what I felt like was good. Again, uh, I liked what I saw from the Arkansas State defensive line. I felt like they were aggressive. I felt like they were they were feisty. Uh, before those injuries started to mount, uh, mount later on in the game. You know, we saw Thurman Gathers play probably more reps than than he had previously as he was out there quite a bit after Ethan Hassler had to leave the game with injury. I thought Gathers stepped up very well. I was impressed by his performance. He was just, he was very aggressive. And I uh, thought the defensive line needed that. He performed very well. On offense, uh, not, not a, a lengthy list there, but uh, do want to tip the cap to Reagan Ely. Uh, on that drive where Arkansas State was able to score, he was a big part of that. He had four catches on that drive, including a couple of big ones that moved the chains. And then not only moved the chains, but, of course, at that point in time, stopped the clock 
as well since it was there in the final couple of minutes of that half. And A-State needed every single last second to be able to get that field goal on the board. So I thought he did some good things. I liked a couple of things I saw from Jaquez Cross as well. Uh, so so that is the list of, of the positives for me. And uh, I get it also shout out punter Will Pristop. Honestly, he was probably the MVP of the game. Certainly he was very busy and has been so far this season. So I would – I. I'll be honest, I'd like to see him a little bit less <laughs> next week, but but he was he was good. Uh 9303776. Um all right, so let's let's switch to to the bad. And again, uh, uh, your answers are somewhat different than mine, so I'll give you give you my bad as we go along and I think that's clearly just just the offense. Um Yes, there was a little bit of a spark when Jackson Daly immediately came in, but ultimately that is still an offense, no matter who has been at the helm of that offense, that has not got in the end zone this season. And you just, you can't have that happen. I can't wrap my head around this. You've got, in theory, an improved offensive line. You've got, in theory, an improved running back room, but yet you're still having these same issues. And there's so many issues. The The wide receivers are dropping way, way too many passes at this point in time. And that's just unacceptable at, at this moment. Looking at, at, at the Daily versus Shrout um, conversation, which I'm sure is going to come up a ton. Uh, it started coming up on Saturday before a change was made due to Shrout going out with injury. But, but I don't necessarily think there is just such a clear decision in, in front of a state. Now, Daly does have the benefit right now after Saturday of absolutely not putting the A-State defense in a bad spot. Again, uh, there was an interception thrown by Shrout early in that game. There was also a, a pick six thrown later. That, that siren's going to be real loud in the background here for a moment <laughs> as we uh, continue to broadcast here from the Judd Hill Farmers Market. But uh, but with with that quarterback conversation for a moment, I at, at this point I, I I don't even care who's got the best physical tools. You know, uh, apparently this coaching staff clearly thinks that Shroud does. That's why he was given QB one honors. But there are so many intangibles that go into that position that you can't just look at one guy and stay with one guy if if something is not working and. There's a, 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 a statistic on Shrout that I find fascinating. And it could just be an anomaly or it could point to something different. When we went back and looked at his stats at Colorado in the previous season, yes, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of interceptions. But one thing that kind of left off the page is that Shrout had to deal with more drops from his receivers than any other FBS quarterback in the, in, in the country. And you're thinking, wow, you know, that's just that's just some really bad luck that he's had to navigate. That that sucks that those guys weren't able to make plays for him. That also explains why the completion percentage was so low. Okay, so it's just a one-year thing, right? It's just what's happening at Colorado. Well, you look at this year, and there's another situation where where Shrout's receivers are dropping a ton of passes. And having it happen two years in a row is a little bit too much of a coincidence should should those receivers in both cases have been able to step up and make plays yes if you got a pass hitting you in the hands man figure it out but at the same time 
what is the issue there? Does does the I would love to hear from a quarterback here or a wide receiver. Does the ball look different coming out of his hand? Is there some kind of spin on his passes that's different than any other quarterback that they're working with regularly in camp? What is the issue there why people cannot catch his passes? I know partly for Arkansas State, the fact that he did not take place in spring practice has to still continue to be an issue. At this point in time, these receivers have caught thousands of passes in practice in the offseason jackson daly and they don't have it near that body of work practice wise with jt shroud but but it's it's everybody on the offense has got to step up when you were eight quarters in and there has not been a score everybody is fair game in terms of criticism now i i say fair game i don't want certainly don't want anybody to go over the top in terms of players or, or make it personal that's never cool but just in terms of asking questions about why is the scheme not been adjusted? Why is the game plan not been adjusted? Why is the personnel not been adjusted? That's fair game, man. And I, I feel like everybody should be asking those questions today. I hope nobody is asking them in more depth than these A-State coaches. We had a discussion last week about Jones, Coach Jones and, and his ability to adjust. If, if, if he had an ability to adjust. And there's one number that continues to leap off the page with me at me when it comes to Arkansas State football. When you go back and look now at when A-State has faced FBS competition, not, not FCS, not, not teams like Grambling State that they can, they can score on at, at will, but when they face light competition at the FBS level, A-State averages somewhere in the neighborhood of 2.3 yards per carry. That is a bad rushing attack. And, again, that is a group effort. But if you're a coach for well over two seasons and you know your running attack is not getting it done, what are you tweaking to make it happen? If your offensive line is not good enough, what are you tweaking to put everybody in a better situation? If you don't feel like you have somebody who can handle those carries in the running back room, what are you doing to tweak the offense and just put them in a more advantageous situation? And I never see that. We saw a couple of good runs from Cross on Saturday night. You know, we had that 17, I think of what, like a 17-yard run, a 19-yard run when Daly came in there on, on Daly's first drive. We saw some glimpses. But but there is, I mean, this offense is a million miles away from any kind of consistency or, or even anything hardly to build on. I don't know what the answer is. To be honest with you, I want to see some different personnel out there on Saturday against Stony Brook. Just, just, I'm normally not somebody who thinks change just for the sake of change is a good strategy, but at this point in time, I'm okay with it. And also what I want to see on this Saturday, something I want to see, and, and it, it honestly doesn't even remember who, I want to see the same quarterback in action week three and week four. I don't want a situation where Daly starts game three because Shroud is still out and Shroud is back for game four. And the reason for that is because on paper, the Arkansas State offense should be able to find something to build on against Stony Brook, right? They should. So if you're able to find something positive in game three and build on it, I want to see that same personnel out there for game four to see if they can build on it even more against an FBS opponent. I hope that makes sense. It made sense in my head. Hey, uh, the Right Fiber Hotline is open at 870-930-3776. Let us shout at Mark. How are you? Good, Sarah. How are you doing? How are you doing good? Thank you for the phone call. Oh, yeah, no problem. 
Hey, uh, what I was want to call about and ask you about, uh, I understand that Bush Jones is wanting to build feet from the ground. Uh, I wasn't at the game. I watched it on my phone as much as I could. Um, but when it comes to the quarterback position, can you Um, you know, Daly has more chemistry with the wide receivers than what J.K. Shroud has. And I understand J.K. Shroud, or he, he has more experience in the FBS, you know, just in college football in general, because he's played longer. Right. But why not start a fan that has better chemistry with his team than somebody that just came in right before the season started? You know, in terms of why they decided to go that way, I think you, you – and, again, I'm not in any of those coaching rooms, so I don't know for sure, but I think you, you kind of hit on it when you talked about the experience level. I'm not sure how many total games Shroud has started in his career, but it was either seven or nine just last year at Colorado alone, whereas Jackson Daly had one career start coming into the season, and that was last year against Louisiana. So in terms of the why of it, I think that's part of it. I did also hear, you know, towards the end of, of practice, when Shroud got more into the swing of things, he did have some practices where he looks really good. Now, again, it, it – the preseason is over, so now it matters so much more what is happening out on the field. And on, on the field, we're not seeing the success. But in terms of just the why going into the season, I, I'm assuming that was the reasoning behind those decisions. But you also hit on something that I wanted to say was when I was watching the game, it to me it looked like the receivers were trying to turn around and run before they actually had possession of the ball. And so – that does hurt the quarterback, in a sense, in my opinion, because it's making him look bad and not being able to pass the ball correctly. I mean, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it kind of sounds like you're saying those guys may be putting the card in front of the, the horse a little bit, you know, trying to figure out what kind of play they're going to make after they catch the ball instead of just focusing on catching the ball. And I'll have to through, and I will here in a moment, uh, go through and look at the uh, the game grades from Pro Football Focus and see how many drops there were this week. There were technically three last week in, in game one uh, when Trout was at the helm with the wide receiver, so I'll double-check and, and see what that number was for game two as well. But I also noticed it's not just Trout, it's every quarterback that has. Like to me, he seemed like he was throwing behind receiver or way over the, you know, the receivers whenever I watch the game. I can't speak for the whole game, just what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, I'm not for firing anybody right now. But if we lose this week, I think there needs to be some changes. Okay. But as far as the good, the bad, and the ugly, the good is we score three points. The bad is we score just three points. And the ugly <laughs> is the loss. Okay. Mark, we appreciate the phone call today. Thanks for taking my call. I tell you what, I am going to pull up some pro football focus here and just check on some some game grades, uh, some uh, see how many drops there were this week. I'm kind of intrigued by that number. I thought I had it in front of me, but now now we'll look around. 
But uh, I'm going to do that during a break because we need to step aside and take one. But I uh, do want to mention again, we are still out at the Judd Hill Farmers Market for the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. They've got lunch going today until 2. So you absolutely do still have time to swing by, get you a burger, get you some cupcakes, and uh, come say thank you to some first responders. Of course, if you are a first responder, come out and take part uh, in this great event. Let's step aside. We'll be back here in just a moment on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. The NEA District Fair, a family tradition and where old friends meet. With extended days for even more fun, the carnival kicks off Thursday, September 21st and runs through Saturday. Then picks up again Monday the 25th for a full week of everything fair. Armbands are sold daily with the exception of Tuesday. Get armbands Monday through Thursday for $20 and Friday and Saturday for $25. Single ride tickets will still be available. On the 26th, it's a two for Tuesday. All admissions are just two bucks. All rides, two bucks. And even certain food items and game specials on the Midway are two bucks. Thursday is senior day. Anyone over 65 gets in free from 1 to 6. Gates open at 4 for the Midway Monday through Friday and at noon on Saturday. Gate admission is only $6 for adults and $3 for kids Monday through Friday. And $6 gate admission for everyone on Saturday. And kids 12 and under are admitted free on Friday, September 29th from 1 to 6. The NEA District Fair, September 21st through September 30th. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. Nukes Eatery is now hiring to grow our management team. If you have experience in the food service industry and want to grow with a great company, then this is the job you've been waiting for. Apply online now at nukes.com slash careers. Competitive pay based on experience. Also paid vacation, health benefits, 401k, and major holidays off. It's time to step up to the job you've always dreamed of. Apply online at nukes.com slash careers. That's nukes.com slash careers. Nukes is an equal opportunity. Employer. Nebo Auto Center, your original new car alternative, has been a Northeast Arkansas staple for over 20 years. If you're in the market for a late model, low mileage car, truck, or SUV, go see the experienced, hassle free staff at Nebo with a well stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Check out the inventory and apply for credit online at NeboAuto.com and go see them at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. Just look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Visiting with A-State great Robert Spear about what used to be known as Indian Stadium and how it got built 50 years ago. The stadium was built on grassroots money. It was built on small donations. If you ever go underneath the stadium on the home side, there's that big monument 
sandwich there with all these people's names that yeah. were built on $100, $200, $500 donations for that stadium. The faculty gave a big donation. The faculty, exactly. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Anita Chandra with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Helmets are important for every bike ride, no matter how short. Did you know helmets are also important to wear when skateboarding, inline skating, or riding a scooter? A helmet can protect against a skull fracture or other facial injuries. Look for a helmet that fits correctly and that's certified for safety. Make sure you and your child wear a helmet every time. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org or talk with your pediatrician. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie with you here out of the Judd Hill Farmers Market. It is the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. Still time to swing by and get you a plate fixed up. They got some burgers. They got some hot dogs. Got some chips. Uh, I've had several cupcakes. I might go get another one here in a minute. We'll see. Uh, But uh, if you are a first responder, they would love to see you out here. If you're just a community member, come on out and say thank you to our first responders. Again, going to be out here until 2 o'clock. So still time. Certainly still time. I will tell you you've missed Red Wolf Mark, but uh, I'm I'm sure you guys can can live with that. Hey, for our KavanaughCars.com question today, we've been asking you for your good, your bad, and your ugly from Arkansas State's 37-3 loss to Memphis. And uh, I want to make sure that we share some of your feedback because there's been a lot of it. Of course, several of you have called us up on the Right Fiber hotline at 870-930-3776. And our phone lines are open right now. But also uh, a lot of you weighing in on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. So let's read a couple, three, four of these answers uh, here in this segment before we switch gears and and look around the Sun Belt just a little bit. From Rex on Twitter, he says, The good is that, quote, I think we have many competent players. The bad, we don't have enough playmakers. And the ugly is the play calling. From Red Wolf Wham, his positive was the defense early game. Uh, The bad was the offensive struggles. The ugly, the, the Memphis fans. Uh, Jarrett says his positive was the defense, the bad was his mood, and the ugly was the play calling. And we'll read one more here from Kat. Uh, The good was the weather and tailgating, the bad, the actual game, and the ugly, the fact that things aren't likely to change soon. So piggybacking off of that, when, when things are frustrating, a lot of us, don't necessarily want to rehash why something went wrong, right? Like everybody, I I like to be solutions oriented. I want to know what is going to take place that what we have seen these past couple of weeks does not happen again. I want to know what the plan is moving forward. I want to know how this is going to get better. And for several people, a lot of you feel like the only way it's going to get better is if there's significant change at the top, um, either coordinator wise or, or coaching wise. I will tell you, I find either one of those highly unlikely to happen, at least during the season. Uh, with the contract statuses of of these coaches, I don't particularly find that as being likely. For example, Coach Heckendorf was given a, another contract in the offseason. 
Butch Jones could have made a change if he had wanted to and gone in a different direction at that coordinator role, but he did not. So Keith Heckendorf uh, signed another contract back in the offseason, and uh, I, I'll have to go back and double-check if that was a one-year contract, if that was a two-year contract, but it was a new deal. It was a new deal. That was Butch Jones saying, hey, uh, I have a vote of confidence in Coach Heck. I want him to stick around and continue to lead this offense. So so that happened in the offseason. So the chance that there's a, a – Somebody is going back on that just two or three games into the season again. I find that chance to be highly, highly unlikely. I know a lot of you are also you're you're done with the with the Butch Jones era. You've mentally moved on. You want to see a change at the top spot for Arkansas State football. And and again, I, I don't find that to be likely during the season. And I, and I don't find it honestly to be likely following the season. And and here's why: in terms of a change during the season. I'm not sure what the overall benefit is in pulling the plug to two games into the season. One, because you leave your student-athletes significantly hampered being being down a guy. Now, you might just decide that you're okay with that, but, but that is something to keep in mind. But in terms of something happening after the season, look, money is, is a, a, a fact of life. It is a significant concern if you're an Arkansas State fan. Which Jones buyout is $1.5 million. So if you're if you're so in the mindset that you're not going to support this program again until there's a change, then you, you, you're going to have to start a group text and get that money together. To be honest with you right now, if A-State has an extra 1.5 somewhere, it has to go to baseball. And I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything like that, but but A-State is is – is getting some heat from the Sun Belt for their facilities, for the fact that in the course of the season last year, we saw A-State have to cancel a game on a sunny day because the fields were in such poor condition. That's going to have to be rectified immediately, or A-State is going to start feeling some pressure from the league. So if you've got 1.5, you can get turf, or you can get rid of Butch Jones. So keep that in mind when we're having these financial discussions. Hey, let's go to the Riot Fiber Hotline, though. I believe uh, we got Zach with us on hold. How are you? Good. What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. You're doing all right? That's probably a dumb so question, you... but I'll start asking anyways. Y'all okay? I mean, it's a gorgeous day, and I'm sitting outside, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, it's a gorgeous day, and the air is still at my work truck, so anyways. But it's pretty outside, though. It's pretty to look at. It's uh, sucks to work in, but anyways. But yeah, yeah, no doubt. No going straight to happy hour after work, I'll tell you that. Shower first. There you go. But, uh, anyways, uh, I'll tell you, I just feel for Arkansas State right now. Football. That's, mm, man. To quote the American Dream, Dusted Rose, it, but it, it's hard times, y'all, for a football team. I think, you know, one of the frustrating things, Zach, is that you just – if you're a member of this fan base, you just haven't seen a lot of positives to build on. You just want something positive to build on, and it's it's exactly. a short list. Exactly. I guess when you know, times like this, it's baby steps. Don't shoot for the moon while you can reach is the clouds. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, and, hey, look, I think we saw a, a, a baby step with the A-State defense on Saturday compared to week one. I felt like they showed tremendous growth and just got put into some tough good. situations. The defense Yeah. Yeah, they just got put into some tough situations that were, they weren't able to, to completely work their way out of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But as far as good, bad, and ugly, I think the good is we, we did manage to score, and the defense did look good for a while. Uh, the bad is we lost, 
and ugly was uh, the amount of points we scored in the loss. Yeah. So it's all kind of tied in together there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, hey, we're talking about this on, you know, of all days, September 11th, talking about, you know, ASU, you know, they're, you know, same straight loss of the season. You know, three points in two games, but it is what it is, I guess. But I uh, want to give a shout out to all the uh, first responders out there. Absolutely. Uh, I was talking this morning about, you know, the worst, uh, I guess, uh, uh, tragedy of, of uh, you know, attack on U.S. soil. Yeah. I know Bud said, you know, Kennedy was the darkest day in American history in his lifetime, which I, when we weren't we want alive. I can't, we were, were you alive for that, 1963? No. Okay. We can't attest to that, but even so, I'm not downplaying the assassination of Kennedy. But there was almost 3,000 lives lost in that uh, that terrorist plot on 9/11. I think that kind of outweighs the the assassination of a U.S. president. I just, I mean, they're just both horrific. Yeah, dark I mean, it's days horrific. And... You know, Jack, Jack, Jackie Kennedy saw her husband get his, you know, basically front of his face blown off uh, in that motorcade, but. uh you know, think about all the first responders that went inside those burning buildings yeah. that were collapsing on top of them, and then people jumping out of the building because they didn't want to burn alive. They wanted to take their chance, chances, you know, jumping out the building, out the window of a high rise. It's just, a, you know what I mean? Still there? Oh, sorry. I think so. I had a. I'm, what happened? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm on. Lo- I'm noise. on. No, I'm on location, so I'm. I've got a. I've got a cord that I'm trying to. That seems like it's it's cutting in and out. So fingers crossed, it'll it'll last me for ten more minutes. Okay. Has Randall Park called in yet? Why would he call in when he was out there himself and out here himself in person? Well, if he's still there, if he's listening, uh, maybe he can call he in and sing. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier for the uh, Arkansas State football team. Anyways, see you guys. See you, Zach. Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, I'm 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 not mad that uh, Red Wolf Martin did not grab a microphone and karaoke with this day. It did not happen. Thankfully, uh, probably probably for the best there again. Just to wrap things, just about to wrap things up here at NEA First Responder Hero Day. Uh, but we've got one more segment left. That means we need to squeeze in one more break. So we'll do so. We'll come back. And uh, put the bow on this one right after this here on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 20 minutes. Cell phone station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell phone station, home of the 20 minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell phone station. Go by for details. Hey y'all, it's time to lose weight the healthy way with medication assisted weight loss at Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. 
See, losing weight doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to spend your entire day eating bars and drinking shakes because Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place that's going to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. Elite Total Health has helped patients lose almost 8,000 pounds and counting. Elite Total Health is medication-assisted weight loss. And by now, you've probably heard of semaglutide. The celebrities and the influencers, they're all talking about it. Semaglutide can lead to dramatic weight loss. And Elite Total Health has semaglutide and multiple other weight loss medication options that will help you lose weight. Call Elite Total Health, 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. Get started today with Elite Total Health. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. style in a crown limousine whether it's a birthday anniversary prom wedding concert any special occasion at crown limousine we do all the driving you have all the fun book our 14 passenger hummer or 10 passenger lincoln now at crownlimo1.com or 870-215-0077 crown, crown Hey, dude, you won't believe it. We sold our house and we made a fortune. No way. How'd you find out it was worth that much? We used this awesome website, arhomevalue.com. It was a game changer. It's brought to you by Dustin White Realty. They know their stuff. Plus, arhomevalue.com is quick and easy to use. Don't miss out on getting top dollar for your home. Go to arhomevalue.com today. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Top dollar for your home sale is just a click away. arhomevalue.com. At First National Bank, our mortgage lending team knows what it takes to make a home and a superior home loan process. Simple, proven, and reliable service with competitive rates at a bank that already feels like home. Since 1889, that's been the First National Bank way because for our people, this is home. Apply online at fnbank.net slash mortgage. From our family to yours, welcome home. First National Bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on High. 49 North in Brooklyn. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. We have reached the home stretch of today's Workday Red Zone, so our last segment out here from the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. Uh, such a great event. I've seen a lot of first responders come by, grab some lunch. Uh, did just see some people walk out the door with plates, so it does look like uh, there's a couple more burgers left. I know there's cupcakes left because there's a boatload in there. So I'm going to grab a couple on the way out uh, here at the Judd Hill Farmer's Market. Uh, but, uh, man, big hat tip to Serve Pro and so many others who helped host this wonderful event today. Also, a big thank you to Mayor Harold Copenhaver, who joined us earlier, as well as Carrie uh, Park and LaBrittany Bledsoe from Serve Pro, who were kind enough to talk with us about this event when we got today's show started. And I apologize. I just realized we had a caller on hold on the Right Fiber Hotline. Is Davey still there with us? 
Yes, I'm here. Ah, uh, hello. Hey, Davey, how are you? I'm great. Uh, hello, can you can you hear me? Uh, y- yes. Um, I wanna I wanna say something about the fans. I, I'm a true uh, fan of both of my teams, and I I I, I love. I love to support um, Arkansas State because uh, Arkansas State they can win a lot of games. It's just that I don't know about patience and everything. Uh, some of these, you know, people uh, have uh, with this team or behind this team, and I'm 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 hoping and praying that uh, that uh, Coach Jones he he can stay. Uh, uh, with this team, but uh, I heard you say something about uh, uh, assistant coaches. Is that is that is that what I heard you say? Uh, uh, I don't know if they want any uh, of the um, uh, assistant coaches changes uh, or any of the defensive coaches changes or not. But I'm thinking that uh, Arkansas State they're gonna probably come out mad this weekend. Uh, uh, be ready to hit somebody and everything, and uh, uh, take some frustrations out on this, on on, on uh, this uh, the way they did this past weekend. But I'm going, I'm going, I hope and pray that I can uh, get a chance to uh, go see this game, and I want to see some, uh, I want to see some uh, pass popping and everything. And I know the team is working hard in practice and lifting weights and everything, but I'm hoping and praying that uh, this team. They uh, Arkansas State gonna be playing. I'm hoping and praying that they, they this, this Arkansas State just get mad and come out and, and, and just try to hit somebody in the in the face and everything, so that uh they can take the frustrations out on this team and hope Arkansas State beat them all uh, seventy to nothing. I would be perfectly okay with that. They certainly need to need to bounce back out of this one. Davey, we appreciate the phone call today. All right. Thank you, sir. The home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Again, KavanaughCars.com question today. We're asking you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, several of you had great responses on, on social media. I, I gave out my good and bad. In terms of the ugly, my, my uh, there, there are big picture uglies to talk about, but I'll skip over that for, for the time being. And, and my biggest ugly, just looking at the game itself, is is the potential injure, in, injury impact that Arkansas State might be dealing with moving forward. Now, now I might just I, I might be worried about nothing, which is the ideal scenario, right? Uh, hopefully the guys who were unable to finish that game on Saturday, hopefully those guys are able to get healthy and be back for Stony Brook. If not Stony Brook, then at least Southern Miss. But all throughout the preseason, when we had conversations on positions of concern over and over and over again, a lot of that conversation centered on the defensive line and particularly the interior of the defensive line, not because that unit's not talented but just because of the lack of depth. If if there is a lingering injury with Micah Bland, if there is a lingering issue with Tank Sujic, if there is a lingering injury there with Ethan Hassler, I mean, these are all massive concerns moving forward. Because, again, I, I thought the defensive line early in that game was, was a highlight. I thought they were aggressive. I thought they were nasty. And I would certainly like to see some more of that moving forward. And, and the one thing that's going to help there is that if, if, if that's a unit that's healthy, um, I would anticipate getting a, a few injury updates from Coach Butch Jones tomorrow during his weekly presser. So I know I'm certainly 
going to be looking forward to to him addressing that. But uh, until then, just be I, I will be crossing my fingers in terms of uh, the status of several of these players. So much that I wanted to touch on today that we didn't get to, including Blake Groupie's debut in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And I will say, <laughs> between A-State and the Saints and the Titans, Will, I watched a lot of field goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> but, uh, hey, hat tip to Blake Groupie. He had a great debut. He went three for three, one of those over 50 yards, so good for him. Of course, Demario Davis played well, but you already knew that because he, he always does. Uh, but we'll see if we can catch up more on some A-State alums tomorrow, work on uh, some baseball conversations, and, and also look around uh, the Sun Belt and college football on tomorrow's show i thought for a second i heard music in the background so i was going through my wrap-up and then i realized it's just it's just traffic noise oh no (laughs) you got about 15 seconds again uh, thank you (laughs) i know okay we can we can make it another yes hey a big thank you to uh again to serve pro for organizing this this event I know they said it's not about them, but, uh, hey, we uh, we appreciate them having us out here for the day to be able to talk about it and uh, certainly look forward to more of these in the future. Again, the inaugural NEA First Responder Hero Day. Uh, it was great talking with Carrie. It was great talking with LaBrittany. And thank you again also to Mayor Harold and Copenhaver for joining us as well. But, hey, that's a wrap on today's program. Hope you keep it right here. The Dan Patrick Show is on the way next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here tomorrow morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC is going to return tomorrow at 10. And then uh, we'll be back with you. We'll be in the studio tomorrow for more of the Workday Red Zone at noon. So for Will, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for joining us today. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day. Mm-hmm.